This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio with Stephanie Haney. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to 3 News Now on this Friday, July 29th. I'm Stephanie Haney here with your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. Here on 3 News Now, we bring you the stories that matter most to you. These are the stories that you are clicking on, reading, and sharing from our website and from our app. And we start today with an update on the excessive force trial of Euclid police officer Michael Amiot. Jury deliberations have began in the trial. This was the fifth day of the trial. It began at 9 a.m. And after closing arguments, the judge then gave instructions to the jury prior to sending them off to deliberation. So we will continue to cover this story until a verdict is reached. So stay with us on all of our platforms. That includes Channel 3 over the air. As a reminder, Amiot is charged with two counts of assault and one count of interfering with civil rights. This is in connection with a violent traffic stop that happened in August of 2017. So almost five years ago. Video taken on someone's cell phone showed the officer repeatedly punching Richard Hubbard after he was pulled over for an unspecified moving violation. Again, as soon as we have a verdict, we will bring that information to you. A Cleveland man has also been charged with fraud for stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars in pandemic unemployment insurance benefits. That's what he is accused of. This is according to a release from U.S. Attorney Michelle Bapler. This 44-year-old was charged with 16 counts of illegally obtaining $400,000 in pandemic unemployment insurance benefits by using other people's personal information. So charges against the individual include one count of conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud, five counts of mail fraud, five counts of wire fraud, and five counts of aggravated identity theft. When there are more developments on this, this story, we will bring them to you. And speaking of the pandemic, Cuyahoga County is now among high community level for COVID-19. That's after the Ohio Department of Health reported 29,000 cases of COVID-19 in the past week. So Cuyahoga County is new on the list for counties that are in the high category for COVID-19 community spread at the moment. Right now in Cuyahoga County, there is a COVID case rate of more than 228 per 100,000 residents and more than 15 new COVID-related hospital admissions per 100,000 residents. That's in the past seven days. Seven other Northeast Ohio counties are also in the high category. That includes Erie, Huron, Lorraine, Mahoning, Portage, Richland, and Trumbull. So this means that people are now advised to wear masks while indoor public spaces. That's regardless of your COVID-19 vaccination status. Also, people with compromised immune systems are being warned to think twice before taking part in any non-essential activities due to an increased risk of getting severely ill. And along with that rise to the high level of COVID-19 community spread, Cuyahoga County buildings will now be requiring masks and that will start Monday, August 1st. This is in line with policy that has been in place. So Cuyahoga County has announced that regardless of vaccination status, all employees and visitors to government owned buildings will have to wear masks effective Monday. And what we also know is that in addition to wearing masks, visitors are being asked to keep a distance of at least six feet from one another with no more than four people in an elevator at a time. Now let's turn our focus to football and the Cleveland Browns and the wide receiver situation because it's looking a little bit rough. This is even after in the offseason acquiring four-time Pro Bowl selection Amari Cooper, but that was even before 
The 2022 third round pick David Bell landed on the physically unable to perform list with a foot, foot injury, foot injury, excuse me. And then Anthony Schwartz suffered an apparent knee injury in Thursday's practice. So our three new sports analyst Ben Axelrod has a list of five potential wide receiver targets that the Browns could be looking at. I will tell you about one of the people on that list, and one of them is Odell Beckham Jr. Now, obviously, his first stint in Cleveland ended very messy. This was after Odell Beckham Sr., OBJ's father, posted an 11-minute Instagram video showing Baker Mayfield missing his son on various throws. So then after that, the Browns agreed to release him, and he went on to win a Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. Good for you, Odell Beckham Jr. But with Mayfield no longer in Cleveland, so the idea of him coming back doesn't seem as wild as it would have six months ago. The only issue is it is still too early to know when he might be available because he's recovering from the torn ACL that he suffered in the Rams Super Bowl win. So that's one possibility. There are four other possibilities that you should check out, and those are on WKYC.com. Now we are hearing more from Will Smith. Actually, we're hearing from him for the first time on video about that Oscars slap. And what he's doing is he's apologizing to Chris Rock, Chris Rock's family, his fellow Oscar nominees and fans for slapping him on stage at the Academy Awards. So this video was posted on his YouTube and his social media accounts. And he explains why he didn't apologize to him during his acceptance speech later that night and he said that he was fogged out is how he described it by that point he said it's all fuzzy i've reached out to chris and the message that came back is that he's not ready to talk and when he is he will reach out so will smith went on to say so i will say to you chris i apologize to you my behavior was unacceptable and i'm here whenever you're ready to talk i want to apologize to chris's mother i saw an interview that chris's mother did and that was one of the things about that moment i didn't realize i wasn't thinking about how many people got hurt in that moment. So as a reminder, this happened at the 94th Academy Awards and Chris Rock was on stage and he had made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved head and she has an issue. The issue is alopecia. So it's something that she has reportedly been sensitive about in the past. So then Will Smith went on stage and slapped him. Last weekend, Chris Rock addressed the slap during a comedy show in New Jersey. This according to U.S. Weekly, he told the crowd that he's not a victim, but it did physically hurt when he got slapped. You could hear the slap. I'm not surprised that it physically hurt. And that he's currently on a world tour and performing in Atlanta this weekend. Tonight, though, is the next Mega Millions jackpot drawing, and the prize keeps going up and up and up because people keep buying tickets because it's so high. The jackpot is now $1.28 billion. Two days ago it was $1.1 billion. So tonight $1.28 billion because people keep buying those tickets. So sales close tonight at 10.45 p.m. and the drawing will be tonight at 11 p.m. There's a cash option. If you win, you can choose a lump cash sum of about $747 million. That's before taxes. There will be a hefty chunk of taxes on that. Now, if nobody wins the jackpot, the prize will keep increasing, potentially to record-breaking history, because right now we are already at the second highest Mega Millions jackpot prize ever. The odds of winning the jackpot, one out of about 302.6 million. Not great odds. Here's a few things that you have better odds of doing than winning the Mega Millions jackpot. It's uh, the odds of being killed by a shark are one in 4.3 million. The odds of being struck by lightning this year are one in 1.4 million. And the odds of being struck by lightning any time in your life, 
One in 18,000. I was actually surprised. Those, uh, those odds are too good for my liking for being struck by lightning at some point in your life. Regardless, those are the odds. We all know them, and many of us will be buying Mega Millions lottery tickets, myself included, even though you know I am on this journey with the Powerball to see if it pays to play the Powerball weekly. So far, it does not pay to pay the play the Powerball for me. I'm about 28 weeks in, and I have made zero dollars. Maybe the Mega Millions is my game. We'll see. Good luck to everyone that's playing tonight. And tonight and the rest of this weekend, I encourage everyone to check out the 37th annual Balloon Classic. This is happening in Canton in my hometown. This is the first official event of the Professional Football Hall of Fame Enshrinement Festival. And it is a wonderful time. We were down there this morning, had hoped to go up in a hot air balloon, but the weather prevented us from doing that. The conditions weren't right because the wind wasn't blowing in the right direction. So. We did not go up in a hot air balloon, but we did get to see them sort of setting things up. The balloons were inflated. It was beautiful. I posted videos on my Instagram page for you to check it out. It's underscore Stephanie Haney. We also have an article up about it on WKYC.com. I just can't say enough good things about the Balloon Classic. I've always called it the Balloon Fest, but its official name is the Balloon Classic. It's tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. So there are four more scheduled launches. One of them will be happening early evening today, weather permitting, and then early in the morning, like 6 a.m. in the morning on Saturday, 6 a.m. on Sunday, and there's also an evening launch tomorrow night around 6 p.m. and fireworks on Saturday night, which one of my favorite things. If I haven't sold you on the Balloon Classic yet, I don't know if I will, but I think that you should check it out. All right, that's it for your 3 News Now update today for Friday, July 29th. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend, and I will see you back here on Monday with more 3 News Now. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.